Okay, people, here we go again, ready or not. Uh, here's the play-in music for The Midnight Skeptic. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www kpca.fm and this is the midnight skeptic the views of the midnight skeptic are not repeat not necessarily the views of kpca or any of its affiliates Okay, people out there, uh, this is the Midnight Skeptic Show number 125. Oh my God, those are hours that I will never get back in my life. Okay, this show um, I'm doing right now um, for YouTube and also KPCALP 103.3 FM, Petaluma, California. This will be broadcast on uh, kpca.fm. Um, and worldwide, well, okay, worldwide, kpca.fm, uh, and locally, this Sunday night, uh, which would be uh, the 18th at 9 p.m., the usual time, uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, it's midnight back on the East Coast, and I'm recording this on Thursday, the 14th of June. And right now, it's about 8.30, 8.30, 8.30. I am woke, I am woke, I am woke, woke, woke. Yes, the Midnight Skeptic is definitely and proudly woke. I went to my first counter-protest last Saturday, June 10th, at the Petaluma Library. A Sonoma County group of um, MAGA parents... We're protesting an upcoming drag story time uh, coming up on this coming Saturday, the 17th. Uh, so uh, I won't know until next week's show how it went. Uh, there was a protest June 10th, like I say. There's a group called uh, Sonoma County Parents Stand Up for Kids. Well... Uh, they aren't standing up for kids if they don't want books in the library or drag story times. They're just, in theory, in their own warped minds, protecting their kids from, I don't know, reality, from life, I don't know, and uh, ushering them into the cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag. Okay. I'm way off my notes. That's not what I wrote down here. There were just uh, five members of Sonoma County Parents Stand Up for Kids, and uh, I'll talk about them a little bit later in the show. Um, send all hate mail, death threats, and uh, useful suggestions to themidnightskeptic at gmail.com. And uh, next week's show, I'll fill you all in on how the actual drag time story time went. Um, 
And, uh, you know, there's not many of these MAGA heads up here in Sonoma County, but they showed up. There was no violence. There was two Petaluma police officers there to keep track of things. Okay, shout-outs. Spotify and Anchor is my international outlet, and I have 15 to 20 listeners spread out over the world. Australia, New Zealand, uh, four or five in the EU, three in Canada, one in Russia, one in uh, Colombia, and uh, one in Cuba. Oh, boy, how do you get uh, to listening to me? Hmm. Uh, Locally, Rob at KPCA, Tom Gaffey at the Phoenix, John Crowley at Aquas Cafe. And uh, a new one that I haven't been, he's not really that new, but uh, this is the first time I've shouted out to him, uh, given him a shout out. Uh, uh, I've known him for uh, 15, 20 years. Um, uh, Art Kutznets and... uh, Dave and Rosie, Kevin and Lori, Tim Conrad, Rich and Kathy, Claudia and Michael, Tim Monarchy, and Julie. Uh, thank you again if you're listening to this broadcast for the little gift in the mail. Uh, Tom and Nancy, the Project Censored guys, Mickey Huff, Nolan Higdon, and Andy Lee Roth, uh, Dennis and Megan down in Tiburon, and uh, uh, Yvonne and Rick. In San Francisco, in L.A., Jackie and uh, her daughter, Samantha, and her little one. I doubt if he listens. He's four. Okay, Arizona, my brother Brandon and Mina and their daughter, Andrea. Um, My niece, who's a nurse. Take care of yourself, Andrea. Um, In Arkansas, Shannon Reed. And in Florida, Amelia Beamer. Check her out on... uh, on YouTube, she does a presentation for Locus Magazine. Uh, they're over in Oakland or Berkeley, one of those. And uh, they are the magazine of the science fiction, horror, and fantasy book world. And uh, she lets people know what's on tap, uh, I guess, in the latest issue of it. But anyway... Uh, Locust Magazine, Amelia Beamer, YouTube. Go check her out. All right. Uh, and let's see. Uh, North Carolina, Dr. Dave Rubin, the world's finest pulmonary physician. Uh, and up in Long Island, Gerilyn Goldfinger. Okay, the Sonora crowd. Uh, Robert and Colleen Finnegan, Bob and Sandy Fisher, and their two children, Martha and Brad. Uh, Darl, Judy, uh, Leonidas, uh, these are not written down, so I'm torturing my memory brains. Uh, I left off with Leonidas, um, Lynn Quayle, uh, Kathy Francis, uh, John Gleason, and his two daughters, uh, (laughs) Tiffany and Jennifer, and uh, Tim Conrad who actually is from Sonora, but he lives in Petaluma now, so I should have included him with the local people. Okay, and then all the way down to Mexico City, Rosamalia Lopez Negrete. All right. Good news. All right. If you were worried about alien UFOs, 
They've been going around lately, and there's stories about this military whistleblower that is claiming that there are recordings and secret uh, retrievals of parts of UFOs and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, let me assure you, and the assurance from the Midnight Skeptic is worth its weight in gold. Okay, uh, and they're called UAPs now anyway, uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Okay, uh, they're called now. All of the stories in the press about the U.S. government retrieving alien crafts and bodies and body parts of aliens are falling apart, as I knew they would. Um, there are no alien visitations, kidnappings, crop circles, any of that crap uh, outside of the UFOs and UFA, uh, UAP enthusiast circles who gather in meetings now and then and claim that the government is hiding things from the public. There are no alien visitors to this remarkably unremarkable planet. All right? Okay. And I'm not going to get into that. Uh, that's one of the reasons I'm not that active in uh, skeptics clubs and skeptic societies anymore. I mean, I go now and then, but uh, they're just... Mm, uh, I, I, I get tired of hearing about how there aren't UFOs, alien visitations, and all that stuff. I agree with that. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's useless. Okay. Off that topic. Okay. Far-right extremist Christian terrorist MAGA heads are coming for our schools in California. I thought we were a dyed-in-the-wool blue state. Well, we are. So there aren't many of these creeps around, but they're there in enough numbers that they just make life difficult for normal people. Okay, they are attempting to pack school boards with uh, these Christian extremist far-rights. They claim that schools indoctrinate, quote-unquote. And the last two shows, I went into the word indoctrinate. I'm going to do it one more time. And, uh, you know, then I'll put that to rest. It's just a word that GOP MAGA heads used to frighten people. They're indoctrinating our kids. Well, indoctrinate, to get kind of pedantic here, is a verb, and it's a transitive verb, so it requires an object or an object phrase or an adverbial phrase. Indoctrinate into what? And they never answer that. They just uh, use that word. The schools and the libraries and uh, leftists are all indoctrinating our kids. 
Nah. Okay. And uh, it's I, I'd like to research this and find out who the message guru in the Republican Party is that sent out the message to uh, MAGA politicians to say indoctrinate. That'll gin up fear in the public. It's it's like uh, using grooming. Schools are grooming. And uh, which, of course, is untrue. All thinking people dismiss that out of hand. And all of my thousands and thousands of listeners and watchers on YouTube out there are thinking people. I really doubt if uh, dyed-in-the-wool Christian hate-mongering MAGA heads even listen to me. Um, speaking of that, I forgot my mission statement. Usually I... Uh, uh, I, I tell you what my mission statement is uh, in the introduction after sing-songing, I am woke, I am woke, I am woke, woke, woke. Okay, the mission statement of the midnight skeptic is to rid this nation of all GOP mugahead Republican politicians one broadcast at a time. Okay, I got that out of the way. Okay, um, let's see. I was in the middle of a segment here, and then I uh, segued to my mission statement, and I'm back here again. They, they the uh, far-right extremist Christian terrorist, claim that schools indoctrinate kids, teach the dreaded CRT force kids to be accepting of LGBTQ people, teach perverted sexual training, and this is from um, their website. And, you know, uh, I didn't write down which website it was. It was some far-right group that I was looking up, but, and I forgot to write down who it was. It just says in my notes from the website. Okay. And uh, teach transgenderism. Uh, oh, well, all right-wing extremist talking points. And, uh, in the latest uh, Mother Jones magazine, uh, and I subscribe to that and give them um, little donations now and then. I'm not financially able to send a lot of donations to them or any other organization, but they have a article in the latest issue about uh, uh, Christopher Rufo, R-U-F-O, who is a uh, messaging guru for the uh, uh, Republican Party. He's a member of the Manhattan Institute. And uh, I will have a, a full-blown segment uh, on him on the next show 
although I did a smaller segment about a year ago on Christopher Rufo. He was the uh, uh, guy who convinced Republican MAGA head GOPers that saying CRT is the most evil thing to come down the pike in centuries. Okay, I need a sip now. Ranting dries the throat. Okay, good environmental news. Progressives and environmentalists are calling for the use of green steel manufacturing. Okay, well, what is green steel? Okay, um, it would require a shift from coal-based steel to green steel. I'll explain. Responsible Steel, a nonprofit organization, globally multi-stakeholder that certifies steel manufacturers for being socially and environmentally responsible for net zero steel production. Okay, um, if you've ever seen documentaries about steel production and steel factories, they have these huge uh, container-like vessels that are heated up with coal and then poured into ingots or long bars. And um, then from there, these long bars are pounded into whatever they need the steel for, wide sheets or, or whatever they need, okay? Um, green steel, on the other hand, is steel that's produced with, uh, let's see, I might as well read my notes because it explains it. Okay, steel accounts for 8% of total climate pollution, mainly because of the use of coal in steel's production. At first, when I heard the term green steel, I was very suspicious of it just being greenwashing. But it is a thing. Uh, it comes down to coal-powered blast furnaces versus low-emission electric arc furnaces at so-called mini-mills. U.S. Steel even uses these uh, these mini-mills now account for about 70% of domestic steel production. They, however, are usually in rural areas and are not unionized. But higher-grade steel can be produced in them. Okay, I assume that mini-mills are just uh, smaller steel-producing factories. And um, since the United States Steel, the largest steel producer in the United States, is beginning to use them more and more, um, I guess it can't be that bad of a thing. Okay. Um, cars, uh, car production in the uh, United States here are going over to 
um, this high quality steel that is produced cheaper uh, in these uh, mini mills uh, with uh, electric arc furnaces, okay? They can get the impurities out of the steel better than the uh, cold-powered blast furnaces. Okay, new topic. Good environmental news. Youth in the news. 16 Montana youths have brought a lawsuit against the state. Uh, it's called the court. Uh, the case is called Held versus Montana, capital H E L D. That's uh, the girl's last name. Uh, Article 2 of the Montana State Constitution enshrines a, quote, clean and healthful environment, unquote. Riki Held, R-I-K-K-I, a rancher's daughter, was 18 when our Children's Trust, which is a um, environmental legal organization out of Eugene, Oregon, uh, filed in uh, March of 2020, uh, a lawsuit. And uh, in Oregon, they filed this lawsuit, and this held versus Montana is a similar lawsuit um, to that one. The one in Oregon was, oh boy, it's not in my notes and and I'm having a brain freeze on it. Anyway, okay. It's uh, our children's trust and their funding and lawyers are helping out these 16 Montana youths. And I will keep you guys up to date on what's been happening. These things get drawn out. Okay. Who bad MAGA head anti-LGBTQ mob here in California? Oh, far-right fascist groups plus some homophobic parents clashed violently outside a local school board meeting in Glendale, California. That's down in the L.A. area somewhere. And this happened on uh, the 6th of June, which was a Tuesday, um, two Tuesdays ago. Um, The district recognized June as Pride Month. Reporters estimated 500 people, local parents, some proud boys. They always have to stick their nose in the, in things, although they didn't have their uh, assault rifles with them because there's a law against uh, open carry in California, thank goodness. If this were in Arizona or Texas, you would have seen the Proud Boys out there stroking their AK-47s long and hard barrels passionately. Okay, 
And um, there was a group, according to the police, of traveling fascists that just go to these events. Um, They were there. Most of the protesters did not have uh, kids in schools in this district. But they were there just to promote the agenda of the orange sociopathic bloat bag. Okay. Now here's, okay, something I wrote about the uh, Petaluma Library LGBTQ activists. Okay. Good news. Uh, Petaluma Library LGBTQ activists were out in large numbers Saturday, and this was the 10th of June. About 150 is the uh, Petaluma police estimate. There were two police officers there. They had nothing really to do. It was peaceful. Um, There is going to be a drag story time at the library this coming Saturday, the 17th. Well, this, what I'm recording now, uh, will be broadcast on the 18th, Sunday night at 9 o'clock. So, um, you can, the, the, the YouTube people will know this, but that's the only way you will know. Okay. Uh, Saturday the 17th, featuring Drag King Vera, who, um, was a born female and um, her or his drag persona is Vera, V-E-R-A. He's from the East Bay somewhere. The group Sonoma County Parents Stand Up for Kids will have protesters there. I'll let you guys know how many actually showed up. One sign I saw Uh, being held up by one of the five anti-gay protesters last Saturday was keep our kids innocent. What the hell does that mean? Well, what is innocence anyway? The first cousin of ignorance? You don't want your kids to realize that they're is such a thing as gay guys and lesbians and uh, transgender people and transgender kids. You just don't want them to know about it. You don't want them to know that uh, in our country's history, we made a lot of mistakes and We did bad things. By we, I mean um, white Americans, cisgender white Americans. Uh, When we had control of this country, well, we still have control of this country. Uh, There were horrible decisions made by our nation's leaders. And uh, these MAGA heads prefer ignorance and in their minds that will keep their kids innocent. I don't know what age group they're talking about. Four-year-olds, five-year-olds? Okay, you shouldn't bombard them with 
information that they don't really need to know yet. But, you know, when when is the time to... I don't even want to use the phrase lose their innocence. Just become aware of reality. Okay. All right. I'm way off my notes. Okay. Keep our kids innocent on this sign. This word innocent has been used by right-wing GOP magas in the counterculture wars or the culture wars. Uh, to justify book bannings and uh, don't gay say laws in education, like in Florida, like uh, Ron DeFascist got through his state. Okay, new topic. Um, bad, disgusting news. A pro Ron DeFascist's or not a, but pro Ronda fascists have been greeting visitors to Disney World in Orlando at the front entrance with flags, including a Nazi flag and DeSantis flags. And this was this video was on USA Today about. Uh, 15 protesters were out there at the front entrance of Disney World, according to the Orange County Sheriff. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I saw it myself, the video uh, from USA Today, and there's somebody out there waving uh, an actual Nazi flag with the... With the uh, Oh God, uh, the the Nazi symbol. Jeez, I'm having a brain freeze on what that's actually called. But anyway, he was not being, not trying to hide it. It's just that's the way Florida Republicans are nowadays. Okay. All right. Very good news. Very, very good news. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States has ruled in Allen versus Mulligan that Alabama did, in fact, gerrymander congressional districts um, and Alabama violated Section 2 of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. This decision may have good effects on other Republican gerrymandered states. Okay, I talked a little bit about uh, Allen versus Mulligan in last week's show, and uh, they hadn't made the decision then, but they decided huh, in favor of encouraging democracy. I can't believe it. Our right-wing Supreme Court? Did the right thing? Yay! All right. Silly but dangerous news. <laughs> Carrie Lake, who still claims that she is the 
duly elected governor of Arizona, said in a recent speech, and it was right on, uh, I don't know, the Arizona newspaper website. They were taking a picture of her speech. And this is a quote. If you want to get to Trump, you're going to have to go through me and 75 million Americans just like me. And most of us are card-carrying NRA members. Guns. That's not a threat. That's a public service announcement. Unquote. From Carrie Lake. And uh, who is she kidding? She is encouraging violence. Uh, even, you know, I'm not exactly certain of the exact amount of people that did vote for Trump in the 2020 election, but uh, if, if that's true, around 75 million Americans, uh, I doubt if even a fourth of them are card-carrying NRA members who are just hoarding assault rifles for for fear of the time the the government's coming the government's coming the paranoid creeps another sip okay good news update from montana and i think this is segment number two on this same topic but i'll read it anyway um, the 16 Montana youths in Held versus Montana will be heard Monday, 6-12. That was like three days ago. Yeah. Today's Thursday. That was Monday. Court arguments. Okay. Uh, will be heard Monday, 6-12, to see whether the state's contribution to climate change violates the Montana Constitution. The state's fossil fuel industry um, over a, uh, is it wrecking a clean and healthful environment? That will be determined. Our Children's Trust represents the 16 and um, the GOP legislature passed bills that uh, stifled local governments, meaning city and county governments, that encouraged the use of renewables. Renewables? We don't want that. We want people to burn coal and oil. Hmm. Okay, good news. The Supreme Court of the United States won't review North Carolina's law against having the Confederate flag on license plates that are specialty plates. Ah, history. The Reconstruction was not long enough nor 
harsh enough or helpful enough for formerly enslaved blacks. This uh, 40 acres and a mule thing, I doubt if a whole lot of formerly enslaved blacks received that. Uh, I have a book, and, and I've read it, oh, geez, about 20 years ago. It's called Reconstruction by Eric Thoner. I'm going to have to go back into that book and see um, the statistics about how many blacks actually received those 40 acres and a mule to start life over again after having slaved, literally, on their master's plantations. Hmm. Th that's the kind of stuff that uh, CRT shouldn't be taught in Florida or Texas schools or any other school in a state controlled by Republican GOP bugheads. Okay. New topic. Okay. The, the quote-unquote two Santas explanation of the GOP. And this is a name that I hadn't heard, and my listeners have probably not heard of him either. Jude Waniski, I will spell that, capital W-A-N-N-I-S-K-I. He was a conservative commentator and journalist. He was an advisor to Ronald Reagan and his administration. He wrote in 1978 the book, The Way the World Works. I haven't read it. Um, and he coined the term supply-side economics, which included that infamous Laffer curve. Okay, he died, Wanitsky, he died in 2005, but his two Santas plans for GOP dominance lives on. I don't know who, quote, who uh, coined the term two Santas, but I've seen it in uh, a number of writings, political writings. Okay, and I'll explain this now. The two Santas pl plan... Um, incoming phone call. They'll leave a message. Sorry about that. Um, the two Santas plan is that when a Republican is elected to the White House... Um, the GOP will push spending and tax reductions uh, to hell with the deficit, uh, which the people will love and hopefully keep voting for the GOP. But when a Democrat is elected to the uh, White House, the GOP will start claiming that the Democrat spending is running up the deficit, causing inflation, 
causing businesses to move overseas because of higher taxes and expanding the welfare state. You remember um, Republicans carping about welfare queens or welfare Cadillac mamas, yeah. <sighs> which I talked about about six or seven shows ago. And um, she, th this lady had a name and she was in fact um, gaming the welfare system, but it was one person. And she, she came to the attention of journalists, which in turn came to the attention of Republican myth makers. And, uh, you know, she's been a meme ever since. Okay. Hmm. I'm off my notes again. When a Democrat is elected, okay, Republicans gripe about um, inflation and Democrats overspending to people who don't deserve it, yeah. um, so on and so on and so on, expanding the welfare state. Okay, this all began in the Reagan administration and has continued up to now. You can kind of see it in uh, the, the Republican-controlled House uh, going after uh, Social Security and Medicare. And it'll never go into effect because, fortunately, the Democrats control the Senate and Joe Biden is our super pres. Okay. Um, bad news from Canada, of all places. And in my notes, I ask the question, are hateful GOP MAGA attitudes migrating up to Canada? Okay, I'll explain. Um, in Tukilauna, okay, that's the name of a town, T-W-O, K-E-L-O-W-N-A to Kilauna, and it's in British Columbia. At a grammar school track meet, a hate-filled MAGA grandpa um, berated a fourth-grade girl, and, and she was uh, in the shot-put event um, because she looked like she might be a boy. And he kept pestering her, are you trans, are you trans? He was wrong, she's a real girl, and will be in the future kept from all future school activities, not just sporting events. Yay for the school district for keeping this MAGA head away. Uh, and uh, in the article that I wrote, that I read about this, they used the word grandfather. I don't know whether he actually is or not. Just some old guy. All right. Good news. And um, I have plenty of time left, but uh, this good news was supposed to end the... Uh, uh, 
this session of the Midnight Skeptic. But I have I have backup. All right. Good news. The Supreme Court on Thursday, uh, which is today, okay, upheld a 1978 law to keep Native American adoptees, meaning kids, with their tribes and traditions. Adoption by family members first, if there are, relatives seconds, I mean, further afield relatives, and second, and then within the tribe third, if possible. Okay, now, um, this all stems from before 1978, um, long before that, when we still had these uh, Indian schools, which were tasked with the job of stripping their uh, Native American ways off of them and enculturating them uh, into, well, white American life. Need a sip. I'd, I've done a number of segments on uh, uh, Indian schools, mainly up in Canada, although we have some here. Um, and I'm talking without notes now, just from memory, which is a tenuous thing at best. Um, the Parker School, I think, is in Pennsylvania. I mean, they've all been shut down now. And uh, American kids just go to, you know, regular state-supported schools or tribal grammar schools and high schools. Um, horribly, up in Canada, there have been uh, mass graves found at the site, sites, plural, of some of these uh, disbanded um, Indian schools. Um, there's another word that these schools were called. They were not called Indian schools. Uh, it, it'll pop into my mind or not. Um, there were four or 500 at one site uh, found at about four or five years ago, I did a segment on these on one of my shows, and um, the majority of these schools in Canada and some of them in the United States were run by the Catholic Church. Well, if that isn't the wolf guarding the in-house, oh, and uh, the Catholic Church seems to be all worked up about the uh, uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, where they should be worried about uh, priests uh, sexually molesting young kids, you know, like I talked about in uh, Illinois on uh, the last show. Okay. 
Um, anyway, this is good news, real good news. Um, Supreme Court. Um, there. Okay, what brought on this suit? There was a couple of uh, uh, white Texas families that wanted to adopt uh, a Native American kid, and I don't know where from, some orphanage, I guess, and um, they were shut down because there was it was challenged by uh, Native American lawyers who insisted that uh, these kids would thrive more if they were adopted by Native American families, yeah. relatives if possible, okay, or at least adopted with to somebody within the tribe. That's what this suit was all about. Well, the uh, Supreme Court, in its wisdom, quote-unquote, um, sided with the Native Americans. So that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, that is all that I have in my notes. However, um, there is an article in today's New York Times that says, okay, I'll hold this up for the YouTube people to show you that it is a real thing and they're proud of it. Okay. Southern Baptists expel female pastors. Okay. Southern Baptists finalized the expulsion of two churches with female pastors Wednesday. Okay, that was yesterday. Uh, after a dramatic clash at their annual convention over moves by the ultra-conservative wing on multiple fronts to reverse what it sees as a liberal drift. Ooh. Um, the convention, the Southern Baptist Convention, is scheduled to vote later Wednesday on a proposal to amend its constitution to more clearly and strictly bar women from leadership roles. You know, I've said all along, and this is evidence, that all religions are misogynistic. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Some conservatives in the denomination saw it, meaning female pastors, as a provocation done in open defiance of the Southern Baptist Convention's statements of beliefs, which says, quote, while both men and women are gifted for service in the church, comma, the office of pastor is limited to men as qualified by Scripture. You know, I haven't really read the Bible through and through. 
uh, I'd like to know what is in there that says that, that says that women cannot be pastors. Okay. Well, as we all know, the Bible is the word of God. So if he said it, it must be true. Okay. My uh, anti-religion sentiments are seeping through here. Okay. Eh, blah, blah. I'm not reading this whole article to you. I'm just highlighting it or low-lighting it. Mm. They, meaning the mass of parishioners in the Southern Baptist, uh, they see the acceptance of female pastors as the first step in a denomination's slide toward liberalism on matters including theology and sexuality. Now, I've done segments on uh, sex abuse of kids uh, in all different kinds of churches. I've pointed out, well, mainly it's the Catholic priests, um, but um, Jehovah's Witnesses are guilty of it. Um, and I'm just listing the things that I talked about on my shows. Uh, Mormons and then Southern Baptists. Uh, they have hidden uh, and refused to release internal reports about that to uh, secular authorities. But they're guilty. They're guilty. And uh, they not only are they guilty of that, religions in general seem to be obsessed with sex. And, uh, and that obsession with sex seeps down into the Republican MAGA head uh, GOP stupid party that we should all vote out of office in the next election. Okay, I guess that I'm close enough to my playout music that I will start it right now. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma Community Access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously and, most importantly, pet your cats. I can't emphasize enough how important it is to 
pet your cat. It really does work uh, at getting rid of uh, stress, worries, uh, hateful thoughts, although I still have hateful thoughts uh, against the MAGA heads. Okay. Um, let's see, what else? I've got about two minutes left. There was an interesting article in our local newspaper, uh, the Petaluma Argus Courier, about, uh, it was written by em Emelina Monero. Uh, her mom is uh, uh, Michelle Monero, uh, who's a therapist here in town. And it's entitled, uh, Growing Up as a Lesbian in Petaluma. Okay, and she goes into... Uh, you know, being teased and uh, finally um, it things kind of came together when she uh, just came out and kind of forced uh, people to accept her as she was. And uh, she's part of uh, this amor para todos. That means um, love for all in Spanish. And it's a pro-LGBTQ organization here in uh, in Petaluma. And uh, they're the ones that uh, kind of organized the counter-protesters at the uh, Petaluma Library, which I'm going to go to this Saturday and uh, lend my presence such as it is worth anything. Okay? All right. So, uh, I'm going to record the next one uh, sometime next week on the 21st or 22nd. And that will be broadcast on Sunday the 25th, which is the Pride Parade in San Francisco, which I intend to go to this year. Okay? Till next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>